You're listening to Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A brought to you by Blueprint MCAT. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I am wonderful. What can I help you with? Sure. So I am a non-traditional pre-med student, I guess you could call me. I've been out of college since 2021. Um, but I I do have a pretty um, <laughs> interesting trend of my GPA okay. that because um, I didn't go into college thinking I wanted to be pre-med. So I was already like a little behind when I started taking my pre-med classes. And um I guess the whole reason why I went into pre-med also kind of took a toll on me grade-wise and academic-wise. So it wasn't until, honestly, COVID that I was able to really get my act together, which I know for a lot of people was a time that was kind of the opposite. So, um, but yeah, I, um, I'm i actually doing a, a SMP after I graduate, but I'm worried that because of my uh, science GPA and just the amount of credits I have that even taking more classes undergrad or even this SMP won't really help me in my applications and will get me screened out. So I kind of just wanted to hear some extra advice since I know you talk a lot about upward trends. Yeah. Um, and as you see, I don't know if we're doing the, the mapped uh, showing of my trend, but I have mapped and the trend is <laughs> it's a lot of up and down. So uh, maybe we could look at that, but. Up, yeah, up and down funny. and all around. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can I can pull up your map to count here. Let me see. Uh, what's the fastest way to do this? Give me the first couple letters of your email address. Z-O-E-P. All right. That is it. Got it. Um, all right. And then... I will, um, I'll zoom in here so that people can't see your name and I will share the screen so that people can see that. All right. So this is what we get, right? Up, down, all around with a nice upward trend here at the end. Yeah. Uh, but lots of struggles. So I, I like looking at the uh, semester. Um, let me go back real quick. <clears throat> I like looking at the semester. Uh, this green line to mm -hmm. see what's going on. And we can see here, um, for the most part, you were a 3.0-ish student starting off. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not sure this is correct. You took 30 credits in one semester? Oh, maybe I did that wrong. Yeah, um, uh, that looks a little bit funky. We'll leave that for now. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I must have put, I went back to, and it says like I didn't complete all my prereqs at one point too, and I did. Yeah, so I don't know fine. if some of the stuff. Yeah. The, the did. pre marking off prereqs is, is that's just you, you have to make sure you get those correct. Um, mm -hmm. If we click on more detail, the thing that I like to come to is this. Um, uh, let's see, this class standing GPA, which is right here. Uh, 
So you can see 2.04, 2.82. So you were relatively flat those two semesters, uh, mm -hmm. those two years. Um, junior year, still not great. Senior year, still not great. So you you were just basically a 3.0, kind of a 2.8 mm -hmm. student mm -hmm. all through undergrad. Mm -hmm. And then post back, you finally turned it around, yeah. which is good. What What happened? Like, what's the story behind that? Well, so I didn't actually go into school with pre-med intention. I kind of didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, I always liked biology, so I kind of um, decided, oh, like, let me just explore that a bit. Um, it wasn't until uh, my biology, one of my biology TAs, um, she told me I should go and try, like, joining this pre-med, pre a co-ed fraternity group. And they kind of encouraged me to do more like pre-health things and expand it. But I wasn't, I still wasn't really sure. And like, I kind of didn't really take a lot of prereqs, honestly, until sophomore year, maybe even later after, because at that moment I had only taken bio one and two and maybe gen chem one. But um, what actually got me into medicine and what got me to want to change kind of my trajectory was um, during my winter break of my sophomore year, I had a friend who uh, passed away from an overdose. An overdose. Um, it, so that kind of just changed my whole perspective in medicine. And and I was kind of more trying to find out answers about that. She, she was around my age. She was really young. And I saw her very um, soon before it happened. So I just felt kind of like confused and I wanted some answers. And my school actually released a degree in neuroscience. And that was like the same semester I kind of had to uh, proclaim or, you know, choose a degree. So I thought, why not? That sounds pretty interesting. And it sounds like I could get all of my questions answered. So I decided to go forth with that. And through that, I was able to find kind of um, a love for uh, medicine and research. Also through that, I was able to do all these amazing classes where I could write like theses and explore um, different topics in medicine as well. Like one of my most favorite classes was psychopharmacology. And through that actually um, encouraged me to apply for the job I'm in now and working at the hospital I'm at now and um, seeing actually everything I had studied at that time, like in action and working with patients in clinical setting and in a clinical trial setting even. So that point in my life, as dark as it was, kind of encouraged me to go into this field. Um, I probably, you know, should have been also instead of focusing on piling on so much schoolwork was also focused on my mental health. Um, obviously that doesn't help my grades and it didn't help me in the long run, but I think since then I've, you know, gotten a lot better. I've taken classes at the uh, hospital slash school I work at now. And because well, we get like money actually per year to take classes if we want, it's really nice perk. Um, so I've taken a couple undergraduate level classes in the sciences to like just show an upward trend, but I was nervous that, you know, I obviously am not in a great place to apply to medical school probably for the next year or two. And I need to do some sort of post-bac or SMP. So I applied to a bunch of different programs and I'm attending one in the fall. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. so I, I don't know if you actually answered my question. Like the, the question okay, was, sorry. <laughs> the, the question was what, turned your grades around and I, I guess what you're saying is you really just found something that you're passionate about is yeah that, is that the answer also yeah and also I I, I had um issues 
like I wasn't addressing like mentally and I also um, got help in that aspect and okay. got supported better and um, in other ways. So I think that that kind of just helped me become more confident because okay. I think a lot of my issue too is just like my lack of confidence in some of these classes. I'm, I am a perfectionist. I know my grades probably don't show that, but um, like I, if I don't get something right the first time, it's very hard for me to like um, just accept defeat and move on. Like I'll probably nitpick at it. So I think I, you know, wasn't in the great place to support myself or feel confident. So when I wasn't doing as well, it was very hard to pick myself back up and yeah. it took a little bit. So, okay. Got it. So you figured it out. So what's your question for me? Well, obviously my grades are not great. Um, and I feel like I have made up with some of that with my experience because I have a lot of different experiences and hours, but I'm just afraid that even with like this SMP, like, I don't know if it will, if I'm going to be in an okay standing to apply yeah. to med school. Got it. I'm just, I just, I don't have anyone in my family who's in med school. So I've been trying to get a bunch of information as yeah. much as I can. And your podcasts have been really helpful. So okay. I really want just to get some more advice. Yeah. From you. So, so I think one of the biggest, 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 biggest mistakes that students make on this journey is thinking that activities will make up for poor grades. They just don't. They don't. Medical schools have to make sure that you are academically capable to do well in med school so that they have confidence when they accept you that you're actually going to finish. Yeah. Right? It looks bad for them. It looks bad for you, right? Tuition-wise, cost-wise, mm -hmm. to, to be accepted to a program and then fail out because you couldn't handle it. Right? Mm -hmm. You could cure cancer and have a 2.0 GPA and not get into med school. Just, it's not gonna happen. They have to make sure first and foremost that you are academically capable of doing well in med school. And by doing well, I mean that you're gonna pass it. Ideally, within four years, you're gonna, you're gonna start and you're gonna graduate within the normal kind of four-year timeline. So medical schools won't care about your activities until you prove academic capability. Now, the question is, how do you prove academic capability, especially in someone, uh, someone in your shoes where you struggled early and often and have now finally started turning it around? And the answer to that question is nobody knows, right? Unfortunately, there's 200 plus medical schools in this country and every admissions committee will look at something different. Some will love the fact that you have 28 or 24 credits, whatever it is, at a 4.0 for your postback. Some will want more. They'll want 40 or 50 credits of undergraduate levels. Some will not be happy that you're going to do a graduate level SMP uh, coursework. And they would prefer if you stayed in undergraduate level coursework to show that academic capability. At the end of the day, you have to be okay with the fact that you're not going to make every admissions committee happy. You are not going to prove academic capability to every single medical school. The only thing that you can do is prove in the best way that you can with the, the, the resources available to you that you are academically capable. And if that means doing an SMP because you can get graduate level loans to pay for your SMP versus doing more undergraduate level coursework where, where you typically aren't eligible for loans because you've already graduated school, so the government doesn't want to pay for you to keep going to school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's typically the answer, right? It's like, 
Yeah, it's, it's that's the kind only of the situation way, I was in. It's the only way I could pay, right? You're not the first person I've talked to that's been in this situation. And so ultimately, at the end of the day, the only thing that you can do, the only thing that you can control is your specific situation, your specific resources and limitations and responsibilities. And so if the only way for you to continue to show academic capability is by doing an SMP program because that's what you can get funded, then that's what you should do. And you should also be aware that there are going to be schools that won't like that you did an SMP and they'd rather you do more undergraduate work. So ultimately, at the end of the day, your concern is not to invalidate you. It's, it's not a concern. Right. Because the, the concern is it's legitimate, but it's mm-hmm. it's not for every medical school. So mm-hmm. you you have to be. Confident enough that you're going to do well in this SMP and you have to be confident enough that there's going to be at least one medical school out there who's going to be OK with that and accept you. And you have to be okay with the fact that you're not going to please everyone. And there will be medical schools that will reject you because of your undergraduate GPA. All right. Yeah, because that, that was my concern too, just about the screening and everything um, process. But yeah, similarly, I, I only was going to get pretty much funding and everything for graduate because I'm pretty sure the end, I tried filling out the form and it just wasn't, it just it wasn't applicable, you know, yep. for me. So yeah. That's, that's just the way it is, right? So the, the only thing in my mind, the only thing that you can control is how well you do. That's the only thing in your control, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so that's the only thing I think you should focus on. Okay. It doesn't matter about what the schools use for cutoffs and how they filter and this and that. You have no control over that. Right? Yeah. Zero yeah. control. I, I have a, a picture. I don't, I don't think I can grab it. A, a picture <laughs> on my shelf back there that I love. And it's, it's a Venn diagram. And the, the Venn diagram, it's, it's obviously overlapping circles because that's what a Venn diagram is, is one circle is things that matter. One circle is things that you can control. And the overlap is the things that you should focus on. Yeah. Unfortunately, most students focus on the things that matter that aren't in their control. Yeah. Yeah. This process does make you think too much <laughs> in the future sometimes. <laughs> uh, yeah. And like, not, not, even, talking- not even in the future. It's, it's trying to figure out what the game is, right? Trying to figure out what the rules to the game are when mm-hmm. the rules aren't published anywhere. Mm-hmm. They're just not yeah. published, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, um, I tried to go to Reddit or external sources for it. And I just found it's even, <laughs> I know I, I actually just took the MCAT last week. Um, and I was, uh, with a, I was seeing a tutor for it. And, uh, he, every time I mentioned it, he was on a missions committee for, for a school. And he was like, no, just, I don't want to hear that word or that, that say out of your mouth ever again. Stay Stay <laughs> You're never going to find yeah. anything good. Yeah. So here, here's one piece of advice. Yeah, you just took the MCAT. Are you planning on applying this cycle? No. 
No, no, no. I'm not. I mean, even though I have been doing really well in my practice tests and I felt pretty okay coming out of the MCAT, um, I don't think it would make any sense, especially with my uh, grades. And then also if I do really well at the program, that would just kind of be shooting myself in the foot to exactly. apply without even having all these grades <laughs> chef's the program kiss. on my chef's kiss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the biggest mistakes that I see is students applying to medical school before they've even started their SMP or post-bac program or in the middle of yeah. their SMP or post-bac program. And what they're doing is they're basically saying, hey, medical schools, I'm applying to you right now knowing that I need work on my grades, but trust me, I'm in a program and hopefully later I'll show you that, that I'm doing well. Schools just don't have time for that. So one of the biggest pieces of advice for everyone watching and listening right now is if you are doing a post-bac or an SMP to finish your coursework before you apply to medical school, mm-hmm. right? Show that trend. Don't hope that they'll look at some updates later. Yeah, and this program, I don't even think they encourage that because Good. they have an agreement with a medical school and it just, they don't, it makes no sense to them because they are looking through like the following year applicants, yeah. not like the year coming in. So I don't even think I could if I wanted to, but yeah. also I just think that would be a waste of money in my position. Good. Okay. Anything else? No, that was pretty much most of my concern. I mean, um, cause I think most of where my application is lacking at the moment, I don't know what I got on the MCAT. Hopefully yeah. I did well enough that I don't need to take it again. Okay. But, um, I feel like my uh, undergrad GPA definitely is, is holding me down um, from yeah. applying, at least, you know, in this cycle. So okay. that was my concern mostly. Okay. Go out and crush the SMP. One one quick question before we go. Did you use any blueprint resources to help you with the MCAT? Um, I did use their, I think I got access to some of their free videos nice. in the beginning that I used. And I had a friend who recommended that I use some of their resources. So I did buy some of their um, full lengths um, to help. And I think they really helped when I switched like to the AMC Good. material. So they were a lot harder. So it kind of like prepped me to uh, prepare for that. Good. So. good, good. All right. Well, good luck to you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me here on Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Did you know that we record these live on Facebook at 3 p.m. Eastern on most weekdays? Search for Medical School HQ on Facebook and like the page to be notified. Don't forget to check out our amazing Facebook group, The Hangout, at medicalschoolhq.net slash group.